Hello, and welcome back to another episode of 52 and 52. I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. This is a podcast where we watch at least one movie a week for every week in the year and record an episode about it. Today's episode is about a movie called Sing Street. Um, but before we get started, actually, uh, I kind of wanted to reflect a little bit. Josh and I are, by the time this podcast comes out, Josh and I will have graduated from law school, uh, which is pretty exciting. And uh, we've been doing this podcast for, what, seven months now? Since October? In, started in the beginning of October, I think, yeah. So, I don't know. It's just kind of... Uh, uh, transition and and you're you're going to be going back home and so we'll be do, recording the podcasts via skype and and applications and the quality should be good because we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we, we yeah, did yeah. that over our winter break uh we had skype a skype plugin we had uh, you had your mic i didn't have mine you sounded good so yeah the, there shouldn't be a dip in the quality but this is going to be the last time we record in person for the foreseeable future and we yeah. this sing street might have been the last movie we see together for yeah. the foreseeable future yeah so it's kind of weird kind of kind of weird and sad because yeah. last year we saw 49 <laughs> movies together if i remember correctly and i've already been to like 30 this year yeah. so um yeah it's gonna be it's kind of weird i don't yeah. know i gotta i don't know we're both you kind of have a job i don't yeah, so kinda, we, got, yeah. we, got, we got we got to still figure that out but i don't know where i'm gonna be and if i'm not yeah. in pensacola which i'm hoping i'm not I might just be going to a lot of movies by myself. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, th- through all that, it's interesting because, like, even if we don't have a job right now, like, we have this, which is cool. And yeah, it's not want, like... If anyone wants to pay us, we're, we, 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 <laughs> we, might just, we might have just put ourselves through three years of law school, but we are more than happy to not make any use of education if someone wants to pay us oh, to do absolutely. this for a full-time job. Absolutely. Yes. I'll, I'll watch Sorry, movies. Mom and Dad. Like, yeah, I know, you, no. I know, I know you, I might have cost you guys some money by making that life <laughs> choice, but, I mean, this this is only possible because of law school. Yeah, so. and, and I think that your comment sort of is uh, reflect of sort of a message in the movie too like sort of following like stuff that you love and doing stuff that you love more than things that you feel you have to do and i don't know so i just wanted to reflect on that a little bit it's pretty weird that we're graduating law school and talking to someone the other day about like having kids someday and how hard hard it's gonna make me make it to go to the movies (laughs) like i want to have kids someday that that makes it seem like (laughs) holy crap like that's gonna like make life like listen if i got movie pass i got eight dollars an hour to save on babysitters that's a very good you know yeah so i mean (laughs) if you make see enough movies you save enough money to make that back but it's just like i mean I'm, I'm, I mean, going to movies by yourself isn't bad. So no, I like in, going keep to enjoying this, and we're probably going to be putting out just as many podcasts, even if we have like busy lawyer jobs. Like, we'll, I'm sure we'll make time for this, and it's really not going to change that much. Like, there's not a lot of good movies coming out this summer, unfortunately. Yeah. So we're going to be busy with bar prep, but like, if there's a good movie that's worth like reviewing, we're going to go out and do that. So things are. I'm about to go on a little trip with my family, so um, you might not you might not see podcasts popping up with as much frequency as you have in the last month once you started doing the refills, but like we'll be doing them throughout the summer when there's a good movie that's worth seeing coming out and should be back to doing them regularly in the fall. For sure. And so going back to this, you said we're good movies. Sing Street is a good movie. Um, it's by John Carney. He has done, this is his third movie. He did Begin Again, which came out last, two, two summers ago, ago mm-hmm. um, with Mark Ruffalo and um, Kira Knightley and Kira Haley. Knightley and Haley. Um, so this is not too dissimilar. It's um, about kids, basically a kid that wants to make music and he ends up making a band to try to get this girl to like him back. And uh, the story sort of progresses from there. I don't really think we need to do spoilers. I think we can just talk through this. There's not really anything to spoil plot wise. And that's sort of just worth having just a discussion about straight through without yeah. having to worry about anything else. Um, 
So the thing, the nice thing about this movie or something that I kind of liked is that it really doesn't star anyone famous too much. Um, Tommy, Car- Tommy Carcetti's in it. Um, and if you say, no, it's Littlefinger, then you probably have bad taste in pop culture. <laughs> um, Tommy Carcetti and um, S from Orphan Black. Yes. I think those are the two most famous people in the whole movie. I mean, well, Transformers made a lot of money. I never no, saw it. No, I mean, it, nobody knows so... who Jack Rayner is. Okay, you did. Uh, but... I, I didn't know who he was before this came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just... I knew I mean... he was he was another one of the finalists for, like, the Han Solo. Was he? Okay. Aaron I like Rick him. So that was the first time I'd ever heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I saw Transformers, unfortunately. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, I don't know. That's the plot of the movie. Um, I, I, I assume you liked it, too. I think I might have liked it more than you. You, you seem pretty tempered. You said no, it's a good I liked movie. it a lot. I thought no, it was, I, like, I thought, it was, I thought you, it was pretty great. You, I was just using the diction okay. that you use. Gotcha. Speaking of, like, we'll make podcasts for good movies. And I said, well, this is a good okay. movie. Yeah. So, so I, I thought it was pretty great. Um, we, we had a little argument the other day. We saw a movie called Keanu, which we're not going to end up doing a podcast about. And I laughed a lot at it. And you made the point, well, you, you laughed more at Civil War. And I don't know if I did or not. You did. But I definitely <laughs> laughed. I definitely laughed more at this. Like, yeah. And like, but it, it's not. It's definitely not a straight comedy, but it's it's pretty damn funny throughout. While at the same time, like pretty effectively, like shifting tones when it needs to to tell the story about what this kid's going through. The kid's name is uh, Co- well Cosmo, Cosmo and he, well I don't even remember his real name, but uh, I don't know. Connor, he, he, Connor, yeah. So I, yeah. I think so, yeah. So um, he yeah, so he's in rural Dublin and uh, he ends up switching schools and ends up um, like he said, sees this girl, decides to make a band and. Um, just kind of quickly was able to form a band. And one of the things I appreciated about the movie was that it didn't waste a lot of time on them, like, becoming a good band. They were pretty good from the get-go. Like, there's a one point where he, he's having all these conversations with his brother throughout the movie about music, who he's obviously influenced his taste in music, and those are some pretty great scenes. Uh, but his brother first tells him the first time they record, oh, that was shit. And yeah. He's probably right, but, like, we don't have to watch them struggle, which is yeah. kind of nice. I appreciated that they, that they dove right into it and just, like... I mean, they're they're not like awesome professionally and not that polished, but like yeah. they're they're doing pretty good for a group of yeah. kids that just throws themselves together. And I enjoyed that we didn't necessarily have to spend too much time on that. And yeah, that was one no, of, no, like, I agree. Kind of, I agree. And and it was nice because they, like you said, they weren't like perfect, so it wasn't like in Begin Again yeah. and how good Adam Levine is as a singer. Like, it's not like so perfect that it's not believable, which is very important, I think, for the setting and for the movie that you sort of believe that they can make good enough music and that people would like the music. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And I mean, I, I, uh, not to get, I don't want to compare it to pitch perfect too, because it's way different, uh, movie and, and tone and seriousness, but like something that this movie greatly, uh, that greatly helps it is that the songs are actually good. Yeah. Um, and in pitch perfect too, this, the song choices they pick are, are terrible. And I think it's and interesting. Make some original songs in there that, yeah. are, that are like there's that flashlight song, which yeah. is just, it's just like whatever. Yeah, it's okay. Um, it's like the 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 stuff that they did. Like they didn't do the stuff they did well in Pitch Perfect One that good in Pitch Perfect Absolutely Two. Not. As far as like picking the mashups and whatnot, those weren't as strong. And I um I like Pitch Perfect Two better than you, but I also didn't really think the music was that good. So that's really good here. Um, they probably did a better job with like introducing new characters too, or not. Well, obviously this isn't a sequel to anything, <laughs> yeah. but as far as like Pitch Perfect Two didn't really bring in that much new blood other than Haley yeah. and everything. So maybe you could mix it up more in a sequel. And here, um, even though they maybe could have spent a little more time, like 
all the time he spends uh, with the with the musical prodigy friend is really good when they're writing songs yeah. and stuff. And it Amen, I think, yeah. yeah. And, and you maybe could have spent more time with the um, other band members because those kids were pretty good actors. Yeah, but, I thought they were too. Um, and yeah, and like I enjoyed whatever we got from them, and it would have been better. But like you still, they're still fairly well defined given the minimal screen time they have, and I enjoyed just watching those kids do whatever they got to do. Um, and he, so yeah, he's trying to impress this girl, uh, Rafina, who is living in a, a orphanage for girls and just kind of hangs out and dresses like a model and says she's going to be a model. And uh, one of the things I really enjoyed about the movie is, and I, 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 we, you were so in when you first saw the trailer and you showed it to me and you were excited and we were really upset that it took like a month to get here. And yeah. I watched the trailer a lot um, just because <laughs> it was pretty fun. And I, I thought the, the way they make it look like in the movie is that like the girl is just going to be like a stuck-up bitch. Sure. And, it, and like she's going to re- reluctantly, begrudgingly hang out with this band because she maybe doesn't have anything better to do. Or That's kind of what the trailer makes it look like. So I'm re- I really was happy that like she was actually like a much more um, interesting character than just some girl Developed. That, he's, yeah. that, that he's just lusting after. Because I, I, I didn't even think about Pitch Perfect 2. The one thing I thought about when I watched this was Paper Towns. Um, oh, really? The movie we okay. saw last summer. Sure. And I, I was just thinking, okay. of, there, there are a lot of instances where in movies where a guy's just going to see a girl and just become fixated on her because of how she looks. And obviously, there's something to that, and that there's obviously needs to be sure. some kind of initial attraction. But sometimes you really never understand why someone likes someone beyond that. And part of that was the plot of Paper Towns, is the girl <laughs> yes. go, go away for a while. <laughs> Less the plot, and more just the terrible screenplay. Well, the sc- screenplay wasn't good. Um, Cara Delvin, she was terrible. But Nat wasn't good either. She goes away for a while, and um, but it's just like you see that he grew up with her, and then he just stared at her for like since they were like ten years old, and she stopped hanging out with him. It's like why are you? Why are we spending this whole movie like so obsessed with this girl? Yeah. When we have no, we have no understanding of why like we should actually care about her like you care about her, other than you're just like being creepy and staring at her through your bedroom window. And I was worried that this was going to be that same kind of thing, but like. She, while she likes to portray some air of being a little more mature, even though she's only a year older than these guys, like she's still actually like genuinely interested in what they're doing and opening up to them instead of just being so res- super reserved. Yeah, like, I so like I'm the cool gonna girl, be, yeah. I'm going to be reserved, And she still likes to say things off ha- offhand about how sure. she's like yeah. on to going on to bigger and better things, but yeah. she's not above but it, just like but hanging out. But it fits hang- like being a 16-year-old girl yeah. in Dublin. But, at this, but like she, she could have been a 16-year-old that like just straight up thought she was too good to hang out with these kids. Yeah. And she actually embraces it. And I thought that was like one of the strengths of the movie because when you see how she goes about hanging out with these kids, like you see why like she's an appealing person and why he would like her and it just makes it more fun to hang out with them instead of him trying to continually impress a girl that is completely dismissive of him but she's also at the same time not like completely leading him on in like a yeah weird way sure you could see why she would kind of like him too yeah yeah absolutely and i think like that was the i don't know i i really like the story yes uh and and his relationship with music yeah and i think that like I feel like there was so much more they could have explored too because they had this one scene where they so his his parents end up getting divorced or se- separated I guess because you can't get illegal in Ireland I guess yeah. that's a Catholic thing in Ireland Irish uh, Catholic I don't know, thing like, I don't, I don't know. know I'm a, I'm a Jew so I'm ignorant of these things I don't but know. I mean that makes sense like Catholicism yeah. is like really against divorce I know that and it's yeah. Ireland in the 1980s 80s, which doesn't yeah. seem that far in the past to have a, a law like that sure whatever um, and so there's this one scene where um, Carcetti is sitting there on the couch like alone because his wife is gone and he's eating like a cheese sandwich and then it cuts to and there's just music playing in the background there's no like actual words and then it cuts to um the older brother who's just like smoking pot just 
kind of listening to music, just sitting down, kind of sad. And then it cuts to the son, who's played like Cosmo, the main character, and he's sort of like doing the same thing. And it's sort of like this whole like generational pain thing that they that they didn't really explore, but they definitely talked about a little bit. And they definitely had this scene where uh, Jack Rayner talks about like sort of how he set the path for his little brother and while well, he's happy for him, but he's also sad that he didn't get to like live out his own perfect life and have this like anecdote about that. And I really like that stuff. And, and it transferred over to Lucy Boynton too with her parents and, and all the, all the pain that she was dealing with. And, and they wrote, they even wrote a song about it. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was nice. And the part that probably even did more for me, and like I agree with you on that stuff, yeah. that was good. The part that did more for me was just uh, Cosmo's journey specifically and how he learns to channel so much of what he's going through through songwriting mm-hmm. and how it gives him so much more confidence. And, and I, I liked um, – we didn't even give, give his actor's name. He's a newcomer, uh, Ferdia Walsh-Pilo, mm-hmm. and I think they did a massive casting call for one of those things where it's like you just want to find like a fresh face, yeah. and that's how he got cast. And he's really good, and I like how at the beginning he's not – a lot of movies also like this. Like I was saying, how a bad version might not really make much of the character out of the girl, and another bad movie might make the kid overly awkward in a yeah. over the top way and just totally unbelievable. Like this kid can't is like yeah. com- cannot talk to girls, cannot do anything at all yeah. worthwhile. And he's not like that. He's uh, he's obviously a little out of place, which is understandable because he's starting a new school and he's not like a total smooth talker when he goes up to the girl. But he has like some level of courage to do that in the first place and talk to her in the first place. And he's not like he's not like totally suave, which I mean is com- which is totally movable. He's yeah. not he's not like he doesn't have some like inability to like talk. And he's even when he's like getting bullied a little bit, like he's not like he doesn't just kind of go, go huddle up in a ball and lose all confidence. He's like, all right, I'm just gonna go do my own thing. And I appreciated that. And like he's still having some other struggles throughout. But like once he realizes how much he's enjoying this and how he's actually good at it, whenever anything bad happens, he's like, I'm not. I'm just gonna go write a song about it. Yeah. And I'm not gonna let it. Not gonna let it ruin my day. And he gets gets more comfortable handling adversity throughout because he knows he has an outlet for it. And yeah. I thought that was really good and how they did that too. And it didn't feel totally unearned. Yeah. And this. So this movie. I, I know we've already compared it to a bunch of movies, but it reminded me of like. A lot of scenes or a lot of different movies. Um, so, like, what you're talking about there kind of reminded me of me, Earl and the Dying Girl. And I think that mm-hmm. I like this, like, portrayal of, like, the character arc and, the, like, the not resolution but just sort of, like, the journey and the climax better than I did in that movie. And we really liked that movie when we when we saw it. But I, I don't know. Like, watching something like this kind of puts it in a little bit of more perspective of, like, this high school life. Because I think that's sort of one of the problems we had with me and Earl was – the way they portrayed like the actual school part and the and the relationships well, with the yeah, I mean, with the peers. That's over also because like we know exactly what high school sure. like in the two thousands, whereas we sure. don't really know what an Ireland um, Catholic school is going to sure. be in the nineteen eighties. So sure, I mean I agree. Like me and Earl probably just didn't get that right, and this is believable even if we haven't experienced it firsthand. But um, well, I, I just sort of mean like the progression of like they had this awkward where the the girl and 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 him are like. You know, they, like, don't talk, and then they, like, meet up in her room all the time, and then they're like, okay, now we're friends, and then now we're, like, into each other. You know what I mean? And, like, it was – he was so awkward in a lot of those scenes. Really? Uh, At the beginning, I think he was, for sure. You're talking about me and Earl? Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it seemed like it seemed, it seemed like they were pretty chill at first when they had that first uh, conversation where she's at the top of the stairs and he's at the bottom and she's just like, all right, I guess yeah, we'll hang out. He, yeah, but he's okay awkward about it. You know what I'm saying? He's like... I mean, but I mean, at least I understood why. Like, yeah, if your yeah. mom tells you to go over and talk to the cancer girl, <laughs> yeah. like, I, mean, I get for why. Sure. I get why. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I kind of understood why that might have been awkward. For sure. I think I, I, do, I do think they handled it a little better. I mean, that movie was also... He, probably more about her journey than his journey and about him learning how to react to her whereas sure. this is just as much about Cosmo as it yeah. is about Rafina. so sure. they're a little different but I, I kind of enjoyed like I, I enjoyed the way we got to see their relationship develop probably more in this movie than it did in that one even if I liked in that one how he was having to come to the realization that you um what it means to be there for someone that's going through something like that and yeah. how like you might just want to sit with someone and they just want someone to be there for them yeah um whereas here it's a little different because she she wants to seem like she doesn't need someone because yeah. she has this other guy who is yeah. who might not be quite what we think she she thinks he is well i don't even know if it's about that i think i i even think it's just like she doesn't because of her parents more than right the, than the other guy yeah, well, I mean, she, or she, she's she just wants to portray this like strong person that mm-hmm. doesn't have any problems, mm-hmm. and he sees that, and he's like, oh, this is so enviable, and then he gets to know her, and he's like, fuck, like, ev- like other people have problems too, and I need and to he not uses just... that for inspiration, yeah, yeah, which is which is uh, and, and it's just good, and like this movie is inspirational to the point where it's like, the one of the things I really liked is a lot, these kids are so like confident and risk taking and like just thinking about growing up like i was i would never form a band like would you ever wear makeup to school and bleach half of your hair fuck no dude <laughs> and it's not like it's not even out of like fear of like being beaten up or anything like that i just i don't have this i don't think i have the self-confidence to do that and well it's also because they're watching these uh these 90s yeah, music I, yeah, icons sure. who, who did stuff like for that for sure and, and i think that's really cool and and i mean look I, I, there's probably nobody in this in this in that that I know that listens to more fucking like emo punk pop alternative music. What are you talking about? Than, I do that all the time. <laughs> than than I do. Like I grew up with that stuff, and so like I sort of like really related to this character, and and I you know they have this scene where their like parents talk about getting divorced, and I'm like fuck, like that sucks. Like I had to sit through that shit too, and it's just like I don't know. Maybe it's just weirdly personal, but I sort of just like really appreciated the the way it all blended together. No, yeah, it was good, and um, the his, his his that the family stuff was really good. Like, I feel, yeah, I feel like there's a way to, and what, uh, this is only like an hour and forty minute movie, and it felt like that stuff was like we spent we, it wasn't enough any, time. It wasn't them. anywhere I felt yeah. really shortchanged in the no. movie. Besides, like I said, I might have liked to have gotten to know his friends a little yeah, more. That, yeah, yeah, but, like, I definitely that did. didn't hinder the movie for me because no. Like it's just like those kids were cool, and like if it was a two hour movie instead of hour forty minute movie, that's like a little more complete for me but I, I didn't even think the movie no. w- like seriously was hurt by that it was no, just the no, one no. thing I could have liked more of and everything else like I felt was totally serviced and the stuff with the family like they could have had it going on in the background and that would have been okay it, but, I mean it was going on in the background though like literally as like oh, background well, yeah, noise kind well, it of it was background noise but like then we had a lot of scenes sure. with them too sure the this we didn't even talk about the stuff with the sister. And, I thought it was funny. Um, it was good. That girl was good, even though yeah. like she only had a yeah, handful a couple of lines. scenes. And, yeah, like it did tell the story of the family pretty well, where they're just sitting in, sitting around and just talking about what they want to do. Even before you get the emotional scene with um, his brother at the end mm-hmm. that you talked about earlier, they're just talking about what what everyone in the family has accomplished, and they're seeing their parents who are at this point in their life where the. Um, Carcetti's, um not having a lot of success, and yeah. the mom doesn't really have a 
does she have a job? I can't yeah, remember. he said she or got she, oh, she, she's three like a, days she's, a week. She's like at a factory job or something like he that. He said I guess, she got bumped down to three days a week. Wherever, and I don't wherever. know if they said specifically, uh, but it was I don't recall. obviously some kind of uh, retail or manual yeah. labor type job, and she's yeah. only working three days a week. So they see that their parents have done all this, and they, they provided for them to a certain extent. They got him, his brother to college, and he didn't make the most of it. And the sister's on the way to trying to do something with her life, and he's having to kind of sit there and just like – take in like everything that's become of his family and wondering what he's going to do with it should he just go take some traditional path even though his family might not pay for it or i mean chase his dreams and i liked how they did that entire setup and i it's just it's really impressive that they packed it into a movie of that length i thought because i it was just fun just sitting there with that family and i don't want to say fun necessarily (laughs) because like they're going through some deep shit but it was just it was it was it was pretty engaging which is Maybe not what you would always think would be the case when you're just watching some family members talk about their job prospects. No, for sure. And, and I think the, the relationship between – not even the relationship. I think the character of the older brother has to be like nailed to the point because it's – I think it's like really crucial to all of the storylines, to the family storyline and then to him like becoming this singer and then developing the band and all that. And I think that they really nailed that part and it's like – I feel like a lot of movies will do like this stoner failure type older brother thing, but like it just doesn't always work, and it's just sort of like a corny a little bit. Sure. Yeah, and and I think that they did a really good job with this, and it's because you can tell how smart he is. Yeah, and it's exactly. Like, so you, you, you know what he, but you totally understand why he fucked up and why he did drugs and why he dropped out of college and and all that, even if he had like a successful yeah, because he was obviously future. If, if, and, assuming he wasn't exaggerating what he was doing too much. Sure. It was just, he was probably one of those kids that he was so charming and so smart that like things came super easy to him and maybe he just wasn't quite ready to like buckle down and figure out yeah. what he was going to do. Well, he also said life. like his parents were like holding him back too at the same time. Like he wanted to go to Germany and he had the right. whole thing planned out and then he got um his mom stopped him and she loved him too much, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know. I thought that – I don't know. I just really liked the whole he, anecdote he, he thing. He was really with, good. Like, yeah, I, he like was I so said, good. We, we made a Transformers joke earlier in the podcast, but <laughs> I, I had never heard of Jack Rayner besides him being yeah. a finalist for the Han Solo spinoff. You you saw Transformers, and I know like yeah. all Michael Bay hate aside. Like, yeah. did, did he you, wasn't terrible you, in Transformers. When you saw it, did you, could you have thought he would have had something like this in him? Um. Well – I don't know. He he was playing like the muscular, like more badass dude in Transformers than than this kind of role. But I mean, at the same time, you never really know. I mean, like people play these like dynamic. Like we were talking about Chadwick. He he, you know, he played Jackie and then he played James Brown and then he's playing the serious uh, Wakandan king and 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 superhero. So I don't know. I think it's nice because he really doesn't have anything that's super super popular. So it doesn't really influence you when you're watching him in his performance. But I, I, I really liked it, and I liked the whole anecdote with the, you know, he's talking to him about their mom, and he said, like, all she wants to do is just go to Spain, and he wouldn't take her to Spain, and then it sort of pays off at the end with him being able to help his brother take the girl to London and, and, and do that whole thing, and I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, no, I, I really I really liked him, and I was, it, it, I, I talked about the beginning, but I mean, he, he probably got the most laughs. And, yeah. some, and like yeah, some yeah. of it even worked for me, even if it was just because of his delivery, even if it was yeah. a... It was like a, 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 there were a couple points where I was like, if I actually knew like anything about music, like I'm sure I'd be enjoying this movie even more than I was. Because <laughs> there were points where they made a music specific joke where yeah. you and Drew laughed, oh and I was God. just like, I was, was just so a little good. lost. But there's like the point where his brother makes the joke about Genesis, and like yeah. I don't know who Genesis is. No, no, no it's the <laughs> and, it's the album by Phil Collins. Oh, I thought that was the name of his band. No, no, you, no. well, you know. yeah, yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's what the album. So was yeah, called. he's talking like the the girl that the guy that Rafina goes off is playing it, and he he's like, yeah, I guess that's her boyfriend. Like she jumped in his car and they were playing music. And 
and um, and then Jack Rayner asks, like, oh, or his name's Brendan. Brendan asks him, oh, yeah. what was he playing? He says, Genesis. And he's like, that guy's not going to be a problem. And you yeah. guys cracked up probably because you knew yeah. that it was Phil yeah. Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just cracked up because of his delivery and the confidence with which he delivered that line. And yeah. it was just kind of – it was just really funny because he um, – because you can tell that Cosmo's a little in over his head with the yeah, whole thing with the girl. Yeah, with the, with the whole music he, history he, and all that. There's yeah. that and just like what he's doing with girls in general. Oh, absolutely. And, like and, the and with the band. Yeah, that too. And, but the confidence with which his brother is talking to him about this stuff yeah. that he's like clearly so far behind on, it was just it, it was just hilarious to me because he, he, he's saying this about the girl and the guy and the music he's listening to and he pro he just isn't quite grasping it at the same rate that his brother is. But and it's just kind of funny how he's really he's, he's trying to help him out and he's just not quite to the point where he can totally take advantage of everything his brother's doing for him. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I like the sort of like naivete where he's like oversharing with his brother. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't have that experience. I had like two sisters and I didn't really ever talk to them about girls or like anything like that in high school. And he's just sitting there like saying everything that he's thinking about uh, uh, to his brother about this girl. And it's like, yeah, she's like the most amazing person and she's so beautiful and she's so smart and she says all these smart things like this and that and that. And his brother's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it's just like, this is 15-year-old. It's just in like in, in love with this girl and... I don't know. I thought I thought it was good, and I I thought that uh, she was pretty good too. I don't think I've seen her in anything or know anything she's in. Really, I didn't really look at her um, IMDb page too too heavily before we started. She's but... actually done stuff before. Nothing nothing that I've seen, but yeah, she was she was really good. And like I said, I was worried it was going to be a, a part where she was going to be kind of underserved, and that definitely wasn't the case. Uh, she's she's like twenty two. Right? 20, 21 I guess so playing probably a, playing a 16 year old 21 or 20 when they filmed <laughs> this I mean that's not that's not unusual no no no, sure. no 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 I, I, I just started watching the OC a few yeah. days ago oh my like, god so yeah. So it's, it's one for 25 year olds playing 18 year olds for the most that's part great. so great show. 25 year olds playing 16 year olds actually so I'm, I'm used to watching older I'm, I'm kind of used to, used to right now to seeing older people playing younger roles but she was really good and like I said I, I really enjoyed how she interacted with the band and it was really fun and um just how she totally got into it. I thought I thought that first scene where they're trying to do a music video was going to be her standing around yeah. and just pouting and being like, "I thought you guys yeah. were a legitimate band." And yeah. instead, she dives right in and yeah. helps them out. Well, because the thing is, like, she's naive too, and she doesn't really know any better. To the point yeah, where she's, she's just like, trying to make oh, it seem like she knows okay, something. But yeah, yeah, that. let's yeah, do this. Makes and sense. I don't know. I, I thought it was cool, and and the they had the the redhead camera dude. Who, I can understand half the stuff that guy said. <laughs> I mean, that's not a knock on the movie because I mean, it's an Irish movie. Like yeah. you're gonna have people with accents, but I had more trouble understanding him. He's like the he was like the most Irish out of all of them for sure. I definitely enjoyed like the 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 accent difference, like when they're speaking and when they're singing. Uh, I thought that was cool, and I mean, I'm sure that's natural. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. But I I, I don't know. I, I appreciated the. The music uh, and like this sort of change of pace for as as it like relates a to the accent. Uh, they did a real good variety of music, I'd say. Because yeah. um, "Drive It Like You Stole It" was the had the big set piece, um, mm -hmm. and they where they played that, and and that was the probably the most uh, derivative '80s song as far as something that sounds like. When I first heard it in the trailer, I, I and they flash all these bands' names up on the trailer, and I'm me being someone that knows nothing <laughs> about music. I'm just oh, that song sounds like an '80s song. I'm sure one of those <laughs> Duran Duran or The Cure, one of those. I'm sure one of them uh, wrote it. And then I look, and it's like almost all of these that are on their soundtrack are original songs that yeah. they wrote for the movie, and which it makes sense because that's they did that, that, that for, did beginning for beginning again. Too. Yeah, and beginning again uh, had Lost Stars and. Uh, Tell Me When You Want to Come Home is really good, too. Yeah. and So they're, they're really good at this, the, the team that John Carney works with. and uh, But, like, oh, sorry. Uh, Drive, Drive It Like You Stole It was, like, super catchy. and But then they had other slow songs, too, and they made a point of 
uh, why they did slow the storm. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Movie and, and the inspiration for each song too is and, and as you said, it's only an hour and forty minutes, and they have five. I think they have five original songs that they play in the movie, right? And or five songs that they end up like giving us some some. Uh, scenes where they're either writing it or they're showing us the inspiration from it and and lyrically and and clearly telling us like what the lyrics are and enunciating and stuff and it, I don't know I, and I thought that was really cool and and sort of just they went all in and they dove into it and the emotion and the feeling and everything and I like seeing stuff about the songwriting process cause for sure like you hear about what artists write their own songs and what which ones don't and that's sometimes a thing that's talked about in pop culture news but you don't really know what actually goes into doing that and when you think about it, like where do you even start when you do something like that? Yeah. It's like you gotta, I mean, you gotta write the song, obviously, yeah. but you gotta put it to music. And they didn't really skip any, take any shortcuts and show yeah. me that process and how it was. It's not something that you think of, like in two seconds. And they, yeah. I, I really like those scenes with him and. Uh, I think his name was Eamon, right? Something Irish, yeah. mean, I guess. And, um, and I, you know, the thing is, I appreciate it too. Is the some of the lyrics that they write are definitely like. Uh, Even, a little yeah. bit highbrow for 15 year olds but they had the I mean they, they played it off to the point where he he's telling him like these are the lyrics and he sings like a like a bar and he's like okay well what does that mean he's I, I don't know what that means oh, yeah, okay so. cool let's keep it <laughs> and it's like she has dangerous eyes okay what does that mean I, you don't, I don't really know what they are until <laughs> yeah. you look at them but then it's this and that yeah and like, and i appreciate that makes no it sense. yeah like, yeah so I they're, they're trying them. to sound smarter than they were and they were exactly like, yeah yeah um but, but they also made it a point of telling you though that like making it clear that, that kid was a musical prodigy it was kind of yeah. weird like you don't i don't i guess you didn't need he said a lot he played cover bands for weddings and stuff like that so he knows every instrument and he knows yeah. how to write songs and he can do everything yeah. so it's like it's not like one kid's thinking about all this stuff on his own and yeah. totally put doing it by himself yeah, yeah. Um, and so earlier in the podcast, you know, you noted about like how there was a lot of tonal changes in, in this movie. And I think that there, there was, but they actually all work, which mm-hmm. in a, I don't know, in a movie that changes its tone a lot, that usually doesn't work. And I think we've talked about, I can't really, I don't really remember which ones we talked about earlier this year, but there was definitely one or two that we talked about, uh, the tone shifting and just it not working out. Probably Batman versus Superman, honestly. Well, that was just that wasn't that, was that just many terrible. tones. I mean, it was just stark. I mean, they did obviously something they had to do a little bit in barbershop. Uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, I think there was one we didn't like. I can't, I can't put my put my finger on it right now. But um, so, how did you feel about this movie? Relative? Did you ever watch once? Once is John Carney's first movie. I didn't watch it. No, I started watching it the other night, but it was like two o'clock in the so morning, and asleep. I fell asleep. Yeah, and I, it was. I don't think it was necessarily the movie's fault, but I. Uh, like it, it's like it probably has like slightly even better reviews on iTunes than Sing Street, and Sing Street was much better reviewed than Begin Again. So I do want to go back and watch it at some point. Uh, so did you like this better than Begin Again? I think so. Okay, I, mean, I really like Begin Again too, uh, but I think this just did a, did a little bit more for me. And I don't even have any like big criticisms of yeah. Begin Again. That was a perfectly no. fine movie. Yeah. I just thought this hit some higher highs. Um, as far as the story it was trying to tell. And that was obviously a little bit of a similar theme with a musician uh, trying to find her way and figure out what her yeah. what, what she wanted to do with her yeah. life and everything. It's just, this was just a, a little more entertaining throughout maybe. And um, yeah, I mean, I, well, I guess that, that was telling the story of two people that were trying to figure out what they were yeah, doing with their life at the same low. time. And yeah. whereas this, I mean, I guess and this has a little bit of that too. It's as far as focusing on two people and yeah. 
but I, I don't know. I just found this to be a little more um, engaging and hit some high notes for me that yeah. beginning and did yeah, it. Yeah. And I, I, I like beginning and, and uh, I, I, re- I mean, I really like beginning and too. I think I like this better though. Yeah, and you noticed they uh, dropped the Adam Levine song at the end here. I, yeah, I did. Um, I didn't know that was gonna. I be I knew he was in on the, the soundtrack. Song. I just like totally forgot about it till he, till he came on. I thought so it was a great. Um, the, see, the thing is, they have a lot of like montage scenes with just music playing in the background, but they all work. And you'd think that some of them, like at some point, it would just become like saturated. Because it's not, they're not using those montages to like, to just skip over like super important sure. things. Like, yeah. they could have easily just set him and uh, Rafina like becoming yeah. like more attracted to each other in a thing sure. in front of a, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Together. Like in Trainwreck when they have yeah, the but, scene but, with but, on Like, the... they could have just like showed them having fun times doing stuff and then expect you to believe that she totally yeah. like liked him now. Yeah. But instead, like that scene on the boat was really good too. Yeah, I really liked it. I yeah. really liked it. The end, the end CGI was a little ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought it, I, that could have ended, that could have just ended with them uh, driving off sure. on the boat without the rainstorm yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I guess. I don't really know why they needed to keep going i guess they were just trying to show more about the fact that like he knew he knew how to they handle committing he knew, it to he it or committed something? to it he know. knew how, he knew how to handle like shit happening in his life now i guess because um, he'd been through so much worse and he he had seen that like there's already people are yeah. always gonna have worse things than you like she yeah. did like you can handle a rainstorm in a boat i don't know but I, I i didn't need that but it wasn't like it wasn't bad it was just like you said what it was whatever. yeah it was it, it was probably the worst part <laughs> like it was the, what led up to that was so strong yeah, it was like, great when, his, yeah, it was when great. his brother finally sees him go yeah. off like that's a that's a great moment yeah and i think everything is paid off which is really nice because sometimes you just have these movies and they have all these subplots and et cetera and these familiar relationships and they don't really i mean they sort of influence the movie but they don't really come to a conclusion but even like his brother has an arc his parents have an arc he has an arc his band members, are, you know, they're like, would, we'll, I, we'll be okay without you. Go get us a record deal. It wouldn't thing. happen for a movie like this, but I would totally watch a sequel. Yeah. Like, then just, like, trying I, to make it, trying to make it in London, like... I think there's a lot of material. Like I said in the beginning, there's, like, a lot of material that they didn't explore, like, but... Yeah, like, him trying to go... If they, I would watch a movie of, like, them going to London, trying to make it without any money in their pockets, but with these pretty interesting tapes, and to see what that process was like, and then... Do you go back for your band, and then what? How does that happen? Like they should make a mini series. I'd be down with that. Yeah, I, listen, man, I'd watch it. I'd watch it. I don't know how many other people would watch it. Um, I don't even think. I think I saw this movie. I had made like four hundred thousand. It's because they did a so super far. slow release, and they yeah. don't want the common folk like us to see it in these small towns. Hey, we ain't no common folk, bro. We got a podcast. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know what else. What else about the movie? Um, trying to think if there's anything I'm forgetting. Uh, um, like I said, I liked all the songs. I, t- I already put, I already put "Drive It Like You Stole It" on my workout playlist. I think so catchy. I can't get it out of my head. And you, you said I was like spoiling it for myself by going to listen. Yeah, to it, you did. No, you I did. Mean, you shouldn't do that though. I don't know. Like I mean, people like listen but to you, soundtracks. And yeah, stuff. I know. But you want to hear the song for the first time the way that they want you to hear it in the emotional context of the movie. It was kind of cool seeing how it fit in after I'd already heard well, it. Well, yeah, like, what I'm the sure, inspiration but... was for these songs that I was familiar with. It was nah, kind of cool seeing it that way too. Nah. I didn't really, I, I didn't feel cheated. It's not like I, I gave didn't know. I'm not saying you felt away. cheated, but I just, I don't know. I don't, you do that too much to yourself. You've mm. had movies ruined by other people songs or are not TVs ruined, or whatever. Songs no, are... but no, no, no. But the first time you hear something, it's like you just watched Stuck in Love, right? And the first time you, yeah. first time she hears the the Elliot Smith song in the car, like that's an important moment in the movie and like for her character. And so it can be in real life too, Josh. Yeah, sure. No, <laughs> I, uh, music just doesn't mean as much to me as music. I know. Playing, I guess. That's why. I know. Um, one other thing, this movie actually reminded me a lot of um, Moonrise Kingdom. Have you seen that? Yeah. No, not yeah, I like did. The, I did. Yeah. I'm not a big Wes Anderson person. I mean, he's whatever, but Moonrise Kingdom is really good. It's probably yeah. that's probably my favorite movie that he's done. Yeah. 
I don't know. Did you get you, did you get that vibe at all with like the the young characters like being in love and sort of like wanting to run off together, kind of thing? I mean, it, it took them longer to get to that point where they actually wanted to like. I'm mean, not saying it's like the same movie or anything. I'm just <laughs> saying I mean, it reminded me I of mean, that. I I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters four years ago, so Word. it's hard for me to really draw those parallels. I mean, like in that one, like the so much focus is on the adult characters and here they're like so yeah. much in the periphery aside from sure. the scenes where the family's talking to the kids because other than that like you said their they're, they're background like, well, I guess there's the whole thing with the what do you think of the whole thing with the priest um yeah I mean like, like that, that I mean there's a payoff obviously. yeah for sure I think that it I mean it was definitely heavy and they definitely sort of slid it in there but it didn't get to the point where it hurt the movie or hurt the tonal shift or whatever um, I think that maybe they should have spent maybe another scene with it or something. Um, but I mean, it made sense. It wasn't anything that didn't make sense or anything, but it was just like, uh, not, it wasn't out of place, but it was probably the closest thing to out of place in the, in the story, I guess. Yeah. I guess it was part of him just having to deal with change in his life. And that's another, it was another kind of, it was another thing he channels into song and just people trying to tell him what to do and because that, that that's the thing we didn't even touch on that much we talked about we made a we laughed a little bit about his uh bleach blonde hair and yeah his uh, <laughs> and his makeup that he wore to school Adam Lambert he, looking he, they, they have like not even exaggerating like seven different scenes where the band walks into school together and they, they're going through different looks they're trying to figure out who they are what kind of what kind of who they're who they're whoever they're being inspired by that week is what they're what they're dressing up as and he constantly has this this priest just saying no like, yeah you got to conform to everyone yeah. else wear the yeah. same shoes wear the same clothes yeah. whatever and at, at the end he's, he's standing he's out of, yeah so it's, it's 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 almost more than him just being inspired by a specific band it's him just yeah. feeling comfortable doing whatever he wants to do and yeah even being confident enough at the end to reach out to the boy i think yeah. that, that was interesting yeah too. i thought I it was, was just, like, i thought it was a good, I, I, a good I, don't, I don't exactly know what made them feel the need that that was something they had to do at that moment because it seemed like they was like really set on thinking that was something they need to do but it did say it did say something about like how far he had come as himself and how just confident he had grown and not he wasn't just going to let some like priest tell him how to live his life absolutely um but yeah so i I don't know i think we had a good discussion on this um so also by the time you guys are listening to this we'll have a official logo up on uh our soundcloud and on our itunes and everywhere else um so just shout out to uh my good friend chris thomas uh back home in virginia for making us uh, a logo um chris is definitely going to come on the podcast at some point he's He's really cool. He's designing a, a pretty cool movie, like review website, similar to, um, not not similar to Rotten Tomatoes, but where you sort of get to, I don't know, rank movies and then see what other critics it's like similar yeah, it's movies, really cool. it's and like then something that's, it'll help you find movie critics you enjoy reading. Yeah, and then so then you'll see what movies that they that they like, and then it'll like sort of recommend you other movies that you haven't seen or given a rating to and that those people also liked. Um, so you can find Chris on Twitter at underscore CJT underscore. Um, again, Chris will be on the podcast at some point in the future, but we just wanted to say thank you for the logo. Um, please let us know what you think about the logo. It's better than the yeah, brick yeah. we had for yeah, and we're <laughs> the last be, uh, seven months. And we're going to be, uh, uh, we're going to be really official if we, we're going to, by the end of the year, our goal is to have a intro, a little intro jig- jingle or something to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, for music. sure, and then yeah, um, that that's and then we're we'll be we'll like really look like we're uh, yeah like in a professional operation. Yeah, absolutely. Here. And uh, we're really excited about that. We'll have a Twitter account soon, and we'll um, get the word out about that as well to go with our new logo. And 
yeah. Uh, what else do we have coming up? I guess, uh, like I said, like the, the, there might be a little bit of a break between this podcast and the next one you hear, but um, soon after I get back from this trip with my family in June, we we're going to definitely try and do podcasts on The Nice Guys and uh, X-Men Apocalypse, Apocalypse, which we're hoping that we like better than the early critics' words have said, and uh, and maybe Neighbors 2 Sorority Rising. Uh, nope. <laughs> we're not doing a podcast on that. See our girl, Chloe Grace Moretz? That would require me to see the movie. You already saw The Fifth Wave. Which I'm you, not that going to see. That's expectations, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, so <laughs> you guys can find me on Twitter at aklambake, A-K-L-A-M-B-A-K-E. At Josh Chernovoy, J-O-S-H-J-U-R-N-O-V-O-Y. Podcast email, 52in52pod at gmail.com, 52in52pod at gmail.com. Give it a listen, subscribe, everything. Thank you for listening, guys.